Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Flawcast. I am your host, Igomo and Michelle, and today is day 50 of our Bible in Year challenge. I know you guys must have heard this from me before, but I'm going to say it over and over again. I am so proud of how far we've come. For some of you, this might be your first time of consecutive Bible study and reflection for 50 whole days. So I just want to say congratulations to you guys and to new listeners. If you're just joining us in today, you are welcome. Don't be, don't get nervous about how far we've come. Like if we can do it, you can do it. If I can do it, you most definitely can do it. Um, you might want to start up from day one because we've actually covered a lot. It's just crazy how much we've covered in just 50 days. And I'm definitely looking forward to how much we have left to uncover for the rest of um, 315 days more. I mean, that still sounds like a mouthful, but <laughs> we're getting there. As far as this journey, we're definitely going to get there. Anyways, let's um, dive right into the message of today which is centered around two main themes, which are charity and obedience. So um, you might have noticed, um, especially um, while we were reading from the book of Exodus, that there just um, there have been like many specifics and details about what God wanted um, the Israelites to build concerning the temple and like the utensils and like the furniture in quotes, or like the, I don't know, probably, the equipment for lack of a better word but like the things you're used to worship him that is like the um altar the ark the um table of bread offering the lampstand and all of that and then we also read about how he gave two men um supernatural skills to um, carry out this work in um perfection and to the last detail is specifically as he asked for them to be carried out. That is um, Belizel and oh- Oholiab. Yeah. And then we also read where um, the Israelites were asked to kind of contribute to the things they needed to build the temple. So um, those people that had gold offered gold. People that had silver, bronze, copper offered it. People that had um, Arsia wood or acrylic wood what was kind of wood I think it's Arsia <laughs> wood anyways those people that had it brought it people that had the blue purple cloth brought it basically there was a message sent out that if you have any of these things you can um, bring it out and like contribute so that the temple can be built and it was also stated that the people brought so much that at some point Moses had to tell God that you know what we had like we have like more than we need like we have enough to do what we want to do and even to do more and then they had to send a message to the people like okay it's okay you can't stop bringing stuff now because we have more than enough anyways the the point is that the people the Israelites these new believers new Christians in quote they were still trying to figure out their way with God contributed so much that they were asked to stop because what they gave out was so much more than what they needed. And so how about we old believers, people like us that were born and brought up into a Christian family, even if you were not born and brought up, probably your relationship or your idea or knowledge of God has lasted through like more than a year or more than two years or more than three years or five years or more. How 
do we respond to that call to give? How do we respond to that call to be charitable? For some reason, I don't know why it's so hard for human beings to let go of things that we do not even own in the first place. Um, everything that we have was given to us by God. Every opportunity, every... I mean, you can argue that you kind of work for your money. Take, for example, you have a job and then you do some work and then you earn salary. You can argue that you earned that money. But the truth of the math, matter is that most... In fact, all of the time, that opportunity was provided for you by God. There there probably would have been a million things that would have gone wrong that you were not able to get that job or you were not able to get that salary. There are so many things that would have gone sideways, but out of all those options, God willed that you get that job, that you get that salary. I'm just using this as an example. And so the truth is that regardless of whatever you do, regardless of whatever you own, every single thing has been given to us by God. And when he asks of us to use that to bless others, it becomes a problem because we want to hold on to them so tightly. Most often times than not, we see selflessness, sorry, selfishness, (laughs) selfishness being displayed as a good thing for some people being self-centered is um taking care of yourself and self-love like being self-centered is practicing self-love we just we're just kind of witnessing a very selfish generation evolve and it's beginning to get normalized because most people want to just have to think of only themselves I, I i was scrolling one time through this video and it was about this girl that was saying that she probably is never going to ever have a child because he doesn't want to have to care for someone for nine months growing within her and then when the person comes out she has to care for the person pretty much for the first 20 years of their lives and all of that she doesn't have time to um sacrifice that much in terms of money for um upbringing for education and all that to someone else and in some way you can say okay maybe she has a point like i mean it's good that she knows that she is not in the best situation to have a child because she's not ready to take care of the child i mean that kind of keeps her away from bringing a child and then bringing the child to come and suffer you know but the other side to the coin is that the heart of her intention to not have a child is based on selfishness and self-centeredness with love there is no selfishness there is no greed there is no envy there is no self-centeredness and if we are to walk in god and to love him as he wants us to love him and to love others as well we have to show that love by our actions we have to show that love by giving um this is also something i might probably be struggling with as well because for some reason i find it very hard to give out i mean i don't know wherever you're listening to this from but down here in nigeria where i'm recording from there are so many people that are in need like you literally be going out of your house and you would definitely meet not less than 20 beggars i'm not even joking i'm not even capping on my way to work on my way back from work there are just numerous people that are in need of help and sometimes it can get overwhelming like how much do i even have how much do i even make like will i be going 
to work with like a bag of money and then start distributing it every single day like i mean if i if i get to do that i probably might not have enough saved up i i, I might not have enough for myself or for my family and sometimes that can get very discouraging and that can hinder us from helping others but in as much as is it's quite discomforting to let go of things that you love or that you want I feel it's more rewarding to be a blessing to other people I've said this once that the main point of our lives is not us the main point of your life is not yourself most of the time or probably all of the time when God blesses us is so that we can be a blessing to others when God draws us out of a pit when God convicts our hearts and then we begin to know about his love is so that we can tell others about his love and bring them to him when God gives us money is so that we can help other people with that money and let them know him and let them have a relationship with him as well and so if you hinder that if you let your greed get in the way of that you are standing as an obstruction to god's plan and god's will so anyways um i can't just help but imagine like what will happen if everybody every okay let me not go too far (laughs) probably not everybody but if every christian every person that recognizes themselves as a christian actually gives from the bottom of their heart to people that are in need so much that they are even asked to stop you know like just just stop give it because we have more than enough now like imagine that happening i feel like we should be the change we want to see in the world we can start from somewhere we necessarily don't have to go um above ourselves and like give all of our salary that we're meant to survive to the less privileged you know that that's not what's going to happen like what is being asked of us is like you know if you are able to then do it's just it's not something I, I i would never be able to tell if you're able to give you know how much you're earning you know how much you can spare you know how much you need for your survival you know how much you just spend on um just vanity and just like um on things that really don't matter you know how much you can part with to help someone else and so this is like a wake-up call guys um, one of the verses that kind of stocks what <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with my English lately please forgive me one of the verses of the Bible that kind of sticks out to me is this part where God kind of separates people Jesus separates people at the end of time and then he faces one group and he was like when I was hungry you fed me when i was thirsty you gave me drink when i was in prison you visited me when i was sick you came and came to my bed and visited me now enter into the glory of my father and then they would ask lord when when were you ever hungry and then we fed you like i don't remember seeing jesus i mean i don't remember seeing jesus's face anywhere and then i gave him food and then jesus would respond and say when you did this to the list of my brothers you did it to me and then he'll turn to the other group and pretty much say the opposite you never fed me when i was hungry you never came to visit me when i was sick you never gave me drink you never gave me a cloth when i was naked and then they would ask like when did i ever see jesus naked and i did not offer a cloth and he would say 
when you did this to the list of your brothers, you did it to me. Jesus is in us and he's also around us in the people that we see, in the people that he has created. And so every single time you pass by someone that is in need, every single time you scroll past a charity advertisement that is begging for your contributions to save a life or to help a community, every single time you see a chance to be a blessing to someone else, know that it is Jesus looking at you. Know that what you are given, you are given to God. What you are given, you are given to Jesus. And know that it's definitely going to count at the end of your lives. It might count against you if you're unfortunate enough to not part away. If you're unfortunate enough to be um, greedy and self-centered, that you want to hold on to those things so tightly and not let go of them. Or it might count for you. If you learn to let go of things knowing fully well that they do not belong to you in the first place. The second theme that I would like to um, base my reflection on is obedience. So in the book of Leviticus, we just see this beautiful write-up, um, <laughs> not a write-up, um, instruction from God to the Israelites about how the consequences pretty much of obedience and disobedience. And in some way, this might look like a command, a warning, and a prophecy. And so God talks about how if the Israelites are smart enough to be obedient to his words and to his commandments, he will be their God, they will be his people, he will deliver them, he will protect and care for them. And then he also goes on to say if they choose to disobey, they're like, there's like this long trail of bad things that is going to happen to them. He's going to let, the, um, let them fall into the hands of other nations. They will be so hungry to the point that they will kill and eat their children he will not hear them la 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 like it's i mean hopefully you guys have read that that um chapter and i say this because i say that it's a warning and a prophecy because i mean he's warning them about the consequences of their actions certain things are bound to happen depending on what they choose you know there is free will god doesn't force the relationship on anybody God doesn't force you to believe in him you have that free will of choice to do or not to do but there are consequences for your actions and this is not to say that every single thing depends on our actions I mean we've um, if you started this journey with us from day one we definitely have gone through the story of Job who was a righteous man apparently and then bad things happened to him I mean that is different you know so it's not to say that if you do good all the time, only good things will happen to you now. What it is to say is that if you obey God, there are blessings that come with that. And if you disobey God, there are consequences for that action. And I say it's a prophecy because it kind of gives us a foresight into what the future holds for the Israelites. I mean, you would think that, okay, if God told them all these things, like they would be so conscious about what they did. They would strongly want to obey God because they don't want any bad thing to happen to them. But no, apparently they disobeyed God. They turned away. They did the things that he told them not to do. And we see where this command and this warnings 
become fulfilled i mean we'll be going diving deep into that as we move on but like when you read um certain um prophetic books like jeremiah like isaiah it kind of speaks into that time um into that time in the life of the israelites where they were in exile and so apparently they disobeyed god and god lets other nations conquer them and then they were sent in exile like when you read that story man the things that happen and then not even to talk of um what happens when the romans invades the israelites and then they, they their food supply gets cut off people that are found in the city are killed pregnant women their their stomachs are torn open we have people that finally that that were lucky enough to be alive carried off as slaves into exile the temple of worship was destroyed to the ground and burnt and when you read those um prophetic books like isaiah and jeremiah we see where there is this sense of hopelessness there is this cry for help like god where are you like show your face like how could you let our enemies do this to us and it's just a sad state but this is not god being wicked or trying to force down his authority or power on the israelites because we see that there is a clause right after it doesn't end here it doesn't end here there is a but but if these people turn away from their evil ways and come back to me i will not abandon them completely i will hear them i will heal their land i will save them and so it really doesn't sound like a controlling god it sounds more like a father a disciplinary father <laughs> that will not hesitate to punish you when you do wrong but at the bottom of that is love he is not punishing the israelites so that they can just die and quench and he can get it over with he is letting those things happen to the israelites so they get to realize that they are nothing without him and so even if at some point because of their disobedience they turn away we see that even while when he when god kind of lists the consequences of their disobedience it says that okay but if they still choose to remain disobedient then this happens to them but if they still choose to remain disobedient but then this happens to them but if they still refuse to turn this so it's like there there are stages and at every stage there is an opportunity for them to turn back to him but if they choose to be strong-headed and to do what they want then i will let more things happen to them but at whatever point that they kind of realize that i am all they need i will he- not hesitate to help and to rescue them and this directly applies to us as the new israel because when you go through the bible from genesis to revelations we see how everything plans out we see how the world will end we see how judgment is going to happen we see where good people believers go we see where non-believers go and you would think that even with all this knowledge we have even with all this warnings and prophecies that we have 
we would be so careful not to make that mistake. But unfortunately, not everyone cares. And so probably the same thing might repeat itself. People would still not believe. People would believe at some point and then turn to God and then the end of the world will come and you'd have that. You'd have regrets. Some people would be so joyful and happy while others will be in sorrow and in regret. And so why not change now that we have the time? Why do we need to wait for God to keep on punishing us and keep on scolding us? Let us choose now. This second, don't don't hesitate. Don't leave it for tomorrow. Don't leave it for next week or next year. Right now, choose to turn back to God and obey Him because that is where peace is. That is where joy is. That is where calm is. So um, that is what I have for you guys today. Um, hopefully this is like that waking call that somebody needs. <laughs> there, there is also this verse I'd like to cite. Um, it. Damn, I need to get better at quoting Bible passages. But <laughs> anyways, it says that um, like in those times, in the times of Noah, um, where Noah was working on the ark, and then people were going about celebrating and getting married and throwing parties, and then suddenly the flood came up and swallowed all of them, and only Noah and those with him in the ark remained alive. That is how it will be at the end of time. You would have all these warnings, but nobody would want to listen. Nobody would take it seriously. And people will go about doing what they want, living their life as they please. And then the end will come suddenly. I most definitely do not want to be caught unawares. It would be such... I mean, I won't. Even, I, I'm not even thinking. I'm not going to think about it because it's not going to happen. Hopefully, it doesn't happen to you as well. But it's not just a matter of saying it won't happen. We have to make that decision and we have to act on it and choose to obey God and follow Him now that we have the chance to do so. Anyways, thank you so much for listening this far. Um, today is day fifty once again. Um, congrats. Hopefully, we move with this i mean we move with more momentum as we move forward it's just amazing how much we've learned and how much we get to learn as we move on so um thank you for walking with me on this journey so far do not forget to share like don't be selfish if you are listening to this and you know you learn so much and you gain so much please um share this to a friend to a family member you have no idea who might be in need of this Um, And so with that, I'll see you guys tomorrow, same time, same place. Have an amazing day.